We've long known of these shadow creatures. These stories come from all corners of the globe. And in this episode, we hear of shadow creatures and other scary experiences from Rex. Rex shares his first shadow creature experience and we believe it stands above the other shadow creature stories we've heard because he also shares how this shadow creature has visited him in different parts of his life. We try to unravel if Rex has awakened his abilities or were these just various coincidences he's experienced his whole life. Enjoy. Of course, most of our listeners are Filipinos and we always like to see the connection with the people we're talking to. So can you tell us about your time in the Philippines before we go delve into your uh, experiences? Oh, yes. I, I forgot I mentioned that. I, I work for uh, the military, actually, in uh, Canada. And uh, I used to work as a flight steward. So mm, okay. uh, it was a government aircraft. And uh, essentially, uh, I was just in charge of uh, preparing different food and beverages and just to ensure the accommodations are met well for our guests. So we flew into the uh, Philippines uh, several years back. Um, I was only there for maybe two nights, Mm, Um, but I did go over to, um, what was it? Tall Volcano? Is it Tall Ah, Tall Volcano? Yes, Tall Tall Volcano. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I did a horseback uh, up, up the volcano there. I feel like, oh, yes, yes. And then we had a, a traditional um, uh, meal. Uh, it was, I don't know what kind of fish it was. Uh, we had a fish. It was a barbecued fish uh, just at just before taking the um, the boat over across mm, to okay. uh, the volcano. Yeah, it was a nice experience. So there's this special fish that could only be found in that lake, I think. I hope I'm not wrong. That's why they probably uh, had you eat it because it's 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 native to that lake. Ah, okay. Yeah, it had. I remember it had many, many bones. <laughs> <laughs> I kept picking them out of my mouth. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> that must have been fun. <laughs> it was tasty, though. <laughs> we can start with your actual, uh, the, the start of your experience. You briefly talk about it on your uh, posts on Reddit. I'll, I'll post also the links to your, to your posts so they could uh, do a deeper dive. But can you tell us when it started for you, when you noticed? Was it? Uh, when you noticed that you could see things and experience things? Um, my very first experience, and I, it's it's unreal that I can remember uh, at this young of an age, but um, I must have been between the ages of three and four years old. But I, I know that because I didn't start school yet. I, you know, I probably went into kindergarten around five years old. So I was still at home full-time as a child, right? Do you want me to just get like, do you, do you have time? Can I explain the details around? We go three hours on this, on this thing. <laughs> so oh, take, your okay, time. Okay. take your time. Okay. Take your time. Okay. Sounds good. My, my parents, they were, uh, they were both in the military. My mom at the time, she had to sacrifice her career to follow my father's military career because they weren't as accommodating uh, back then to parents being in the military. So anyways, my mom sacrificed her career and then we moved over to a military base in, um, a French province in Canada called Quebec. Mm-hmm. We bought um, in Canada, we call them a duplex. It's just kind of like a big home, but split in half. You know, I can remember the house quite well, actually. I can name many different details of what the yard looked like, you know, the street, the parks, everything. I'm surprised yeah. I remember this all. But anyways, when you enter the front door uh, of the house, there were two staircases, one heading upstairs to the family room, uh, and there was a bathroom in the kitchen. And there was another set of stairs going to kind of like a half basement, sub basement level. So when I went downstairs, we we had a bathroom directly to the left. And 
directly to the right, we had my parents' room and then my bedroom. Mm-hmm. Now, when you entered my bedroom, let's just say you're opening the door. Uh, just imagine a typical square bedroom. At the very back, I had my bed. I still remember it. It was a metal frame uh, painted like cherry red. Uh, I had a guardrail, which my parents later removed uh, when I got older. And I had a small window because it was kind of a sub-basement level. So the window was raised uh, high up the wall, off the wall, and it was small. Uh, It didn't allow a lot of natural light coming in because uh, it was facing the backyard. From the backyard, it was just a big field. I recall one night, uh, I woke up. I don't know what time it was. Well, obviously I didn't because I probably yes. couldn't tell time at that age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I know it was late uh, because it was dark outside and it was the summertime, so sun setting much uh, much later. And but I could, I know it wasn't so late that um, well my parents weren't sleeping because I could hear them upstairs. They were they were watching a movie. So I I had some trouble getting to sleep. I I was just on my back in my bed. The lights were off. Um, but I was in my room long enough that my eyes have uh, had adapted to the the environment around me. And I remember just, you know, you, you, you can't sleep, you look around your room, but I can't get out of bed and do things because my parents will get upset with me. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just, uh, I just continued looking around my room, just mm-hmm. gazing around the room. And I remember flipping over to to my left side. So now I'm facing the door to my bedroom. And I noticed an unusually dark if you want to call it like a dark mass, it was very, very dark. It was almost like, it was almost like there, the, there was an air, all the other shadows in my room. You could see like just typical shadows against the wall, right. From different figures in the room. But it, I found it really stra- strange at that time to see an area of my room that was just so dark, so pitch, pitch, like void, dark, black hole, black, dark. Um, but I didn't think too much of it. I, you know, at the time, your mo- your parents try to reassure you shadows are just cast upon, yes. you know, items in your room. <laughs> and, you know, you think it's this, you think it's that. I never ran to my parents crying because I thought there were, you know, monsters under my bed or anything like that. I, I was, I was pretty, I was pretty calm most of the time. But this one time that I'm staring at this mess, I, I'm thinking that's, that is, you know, that's weird. But mm-hmm. at my age, I didn't think too much of it. So I just continued gazing around the room, looking up, the ceiling, whatever. And then I gazed back at the dark mass. And then this time when I looked at the at the mass, it was no longer a black mass, but it was a a shadow of a person. Like imagine like a silhouette of a person that you would see against the wall. Yeah. But this silhouette was off the wall. It was in the room. It yeah. wasn't against any surface. And it was and then that shadow of the humanoid was darker than dark, like very opaque black. Mm-hmm. I just remember staring at it and thinking, that looks like a person, but it wasn't moving. It was just standing there. And it didn't have any defining features that I remember. I don't remember seeing a face. I don't remember seeing clothing. I just remember like a dark black silhouette of what seemed like a man, but who who really knows, right? Yeah. Anyways, um, as I continued to stare at it, the silhouette would in, in in a fraction of a second disappear and then reappear closer to me. And it, it would like maybe maybe each disappearing act that it did, it would move maybe one or two steps closer, give or take. Without you blinking, sorry. Without you blinking, just I mean without me blinking. Yeah. Yeah. Just staring with at your, it. Yeah, staring at it. Okay. And it would it would disappear and then reappear closer. But the limbs were not fluid like human limbs or anything that we recognize and know on this earth. It it would just it would disappear and then in a few milliseconds it would reappear and it 
its shape may have slightly moved. Maybe the arm is in one position, but still, yeah, it, it was not fluid. And then it would keep disappearing and reappearing, almost like as fast as a shutter uh, can yes. close on a camera. Mm -hmm. And I remember keep staring at this and 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 thinking like, am I am I going crazy or like or whatever I thought the equivalent at the time <laughs> at that <laughs> yes. young age. But yeah. I, I started to say, am I am I seeing things here and it, it got closer and closer and closer until it was like essentially be standing by my bedside like looking right over me and at that point i was absolutely paralyzed with fear i threw the covers over my head i you know threw my face under the pillow i mm -hmm. tuck i remember tucking the sheets and ensuring there wasn't even the smallest crack of light that come in well there's no light but yeah. you know what i mean you know just i was just yes yes putting myself tight under the covers and i was i remember even closing my eyes but that didn't do anything i remember it was almost like it was invading my um my mind yes. it, it was like a, a pushing like these grotesque images in my mind i remember like two or three heads popping up i, I don't remember the exact look of it but it was so vivid yeah that it felt like I was seeing something that was actually in front of me, despite the fact that my eyes were closed and I was under the, the covers. And it was just, I felt like I was um, a deer surrounded by wolves. I felt like there was no escape. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like this entity wanted uh, or was taking pleasure in knowing that I was scared. And it, it felt, you know, I don't want to say evil, but it didn't feel like the, it definitely didn't feel comforting. And it did, it, you know, it was almost like they they had fun doing this. Uh, at that point, I, I, you know, I was crying, I was terrified, and I don't know how, but I somehow uh, mustered the courage to get out of my bed because I just couldn't get these images out of my mind. Yes. And and just like I think I closed my eyes to a squint or just almost closed them, and I I dashed towards the door, and I was running up the stairs toward the family room and just screaming for my mom and dad. And just screaming and saying, there's a man in my room. There's a man in my room. And my parents, you know, they come down and they're trying to reassure me and just saying I had a bad dream. Mm -hmm. um, and they put me back to bed, left the light on. You know, I think they probably said a prayer or something like that. That's the typical thing they usually did when, you know, we were scared of something and yes. in the home or whatever. That was the only occurrence at that home around that age that I remember encountering whatever this entity was. But they did show up later in my life, uh, at a at, at a, a later time in my life, at two other locations. Uh, I had one occurrence in one location when I was um, roughly seven or eight years old, and then afterwards, when I moved into my because I moved a lot as a child since my yes. father was in the military, my final home that I moved into and spent most of my childhood growing up in was where I experienced. A majority of, um, I guess you call paranormal activity, uh, you know, unknown uh, events. Yes. And at that time, my parents were, um, they were separated. Uh, they separated about maybe the age I was probably seven. So by the time I moved into that home, my mom met another man. Uh, that was the first time this man was uh, to live with us in our, or move in with us into an actual home. It ended up that uh, this individual, unfortunately, was a very negative person. He was always mad. He was always angry. He was always anxious. He was always screaming. Uh, it was it was very very rare that you would see him in a happier, positive mood. 
and you felt his energy in the home. You know, it affected the energy in the home. You always felt tense and, you know, on guard. Anyways, I, I'm just kind of painting the background story here. Yeah. After that incident, uh, you mentioned that you you also started, you also saw ghosts. At what age did you feel? I mean, that entity, from, from your description, I can't really tell what it is. I mean, based on the people we've talked to, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm an expert, but just deducing from what you said, uh, I can't say. It, it could be an evil spirit in that sense that if it's demonic in nature or something else, I don't know. But that's very consistent. It, it's very consistent with uh, how people describe evil entities. Uh, that's the best label I could put on it. But they feed on they feed on negative emotions. If you're scared, they like it. If you're angry, they also like it. And they feed off that. And actually... Uh, one person said that it kind of it's kind of like a, a symbiotic relationship that the more you're scared, the more they like it, and it it feeds your fear also. Is that does that make sense? It's like you're feeding each other. Yes, yeah, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Again, with that, whether you mentioned your 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 mom's, uh, I'm not sure if they got married, but that man who no, entered no. the the, the yeah. man who entered the relationship with his negativity. They also feed on that. So apparently, uh, when we have emotions, this this came from a person we talked to in um, Amsterdam. She said that she could see auras, and she could see ghosts and 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 uh, nature spirits also. And she said that when you're angry, it emanates from you. It pulses out. It, of course, it for her she sees that she sees it as colors, and this is what attracts entities. It, maybe it good or evil. So interesting. That kind okay. of that, yeah. So with regards to that, you mentioned that you you also saw ghosts. At what age did you? Um, so the ghost sighting was also at that um, final home that I okay. moved to, where that where where my mom's boyfriend at the time had yeah. moved in with us, and that was the first occurrence of any paranormal activity happening in that home. Okay. And I think it happened within the first within the first six months of moving there. Okay. And essentially what happened one night is, uh, I first of all, I don't know the history of the house. I don't, yes. I don't know the age of the house. But uh, anyways, I, I woke up one night in my room and I tossed over to my to, to, to face the uh, opposite end of the entrance of the door. And so it's just a wall essentially. And I saw a, it, how I remember it, it seemed to be like a woman in a, in a dress mm-hmm. and it was all white and it was it was it was pretty for my what i remember fairly bright okay and i don't remember any defining future in the face it was almost like there was like no face mm-hmm. or it was it was kind of blurred or something and and then there it, it, she was just standing there and obviously i as, as a child i didn't just keep staring i was frightened so yeah. <laughs> I, I threw myself under the covers and yeah. just hoped that not, nothing like did you that feel would ever happen again did you feel anything from that spirit or um was there an emotion that came through if you remember i don't rem i just remember feeling fear naturally okay Okay. but i don't remember if i felt um like it was sinister or uh if it was good but i don't i don't recall feeling like it was evil Mm -hmm. i didn't feel like i had any kind of invading thoughts uh, when i was under the sheets i i didn't have anything like that at that at that time. Now, here's the crazy coincidence. Now, I mean, it could be just a coincidence, but uh, the next morning, um, before I even had a chance 
to tell my tell my mother uh, what happened. She she said to me, "Hey, I recorded a show uh, that I think you're really going to enjoy. It's about ghosts." <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'm like, at that moment, I'm like, "Well, speaking about that," yeah. <laughs> and I told her what I saw, right? And yeah. And then you know that was the first occurrence, and she would just deflect it, saying. Oh, you know, it, it's, you know, it was probably just your, your great grandmother, you know, it was probably so and so uh, just checking up on you, uh, you know, typical stuff that parents would do to to reassure their child, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was the only occurrence of the ghost. But that home, that was far from the last occurrence that happened in that home. Many, many, many things and pretty frightening things happened in that home. Again, I'll let you guide me so I don't go off. Yeah, track. okay, okay. Uh, it's okay. So maybe you can uh, start with those with those occurrences. When you saw that uh, spirit, you were around seven. So when was the next? Uh, wait, before before we go there, you're, you're way past seven, of course. But do you feel that you are? I mean, sensitive. I mean, there there must be a reason that you started sharing. I mean, you started sharing about these things pretty recently. Um. Yeah. What made you? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know from a very young age, I remember, I recall many, many times telling my mother that, um, I would say something along the lines, I don't know, mom. I, I, I just feel that when I look at people, like I see somebody, I can just feel if they're good or bad, even if I don't know the person, I remember that throughout my entire childhood, I could just see somebody and instantly know if they're bad news, good news. It was, and I couldn't explain it at the time. And I, it went through almost all my childhood, um, and even even until now, I find I still find myself to be very intuitive. I I almost I I feel like I can almost always read the energy in a situation, or I can feel if there's something upsetting somebody, even if they don't show any clear indication that they're being bothered by something. And I still remember one occurrence in high school. Um, I had a friend that I used to ride on the bus with going home, and he didn't he wasn't very open or not open, but expressive with uh, his emotions. And, and we would, the bus would drop us off and then we would follow the same path down the street to walk towards our homes. We live near each other and we're just walking. And, and I, for some reason, I don't know why I asked it. I said, you know, um, I'll just make up a name, a J yeah. I'll say mm -hmm. J J um, is everything all right. And then he just like, he started crying. He said, no, I got a lot going on. And he said, how did you know? He said, what, what made you want to ask that? Did somebody say something? I said, I don't know. I don't know why I asked. I, I just feel like something's not right. And he was very like, um, and then he opened up to me. And I always feel, I've always felt that growing up, people would often come up to me and be very comfortable sharing their emotions with me, personal emotions with me and you know, and then later in life, in my career, I would hold like uh, side positions doing, you know, conflict resolution and yeah. stuff like that. And I always connect with people on a very emotional level. From the people you've talked to who share the same experiences as you, again, just to tell you from the people I've talked to, this is very, uh, it's like you're an empath and you could feel without them saying anything, you could feel what they're feeling. A good example is one, one, one of the sensitives we've talked to says that, it helps him with his work also because if a teammate has it's her time of the I mean it's her it, it's her time of the month he could feel it he knows she's going through something meaning physically she's she's uh, having her period he would know just without without talking to that person so that's similar to what you were saying and uh, but what I want to ask you is do you also feel that 
you're absorbing these, let's say if they're negative, do you feel that you're absorbing them also? Because some people we've talked to say that they feel the it builds a weight on them. Do you feel that same thing also? Um, not at this moment in my life because it has been uh, quite a bit of time that has passed since my last occurrence, uh, which would have been around the age of 17 or so. So, um, you know, I'm going to say that's at least over a decade ago. Okay. But, but when you talk to people and, I mean, you do counseling, let's say they're talking about heavy problems or heavy, uh, uh, heavy emotions, do you feel that you absorb them? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I have to keep my distance from people that um, uh, push a lot of heavy emotions. Let's say they're going through something, depression, anxiety, um, any kind of thing that's going on in life. I, I can only take it in small doses before I feel absolutely drained. Um, and I've learned that I've had to distance, my, distance myself from those people because just, just them spilling their emotions to me, I, it's almost like I connect in a way that I can feel it and it just drains me. Yeah. Uh, if that's what you, what you yeah. kind of meant, is that yeah. is that what you meant? Yeah. That that's that's what my question was. To connect to my other question, what urged you to to share these things? I mean, you on your Reddit post, it was I think just this month that you started sharing your experiences. What is there a reason that you started sharing it, or you start you felt like I had to share this? Nothing happened uh, recently, actually. I think I was just watching some some um, some paranormal TV shows, and I started. Uh, discussing with my fiance uh, about some of the occurrences that happened when I was younger. I said, oh, that reminds me of this. That reminds me of that. Um, and I've never opened up on any social platform uh, about my stories. I've only expressed them to my to my family and my closest of friends. And I guess a little bit of, of that is out of fear of, you know, stigma uh, or people to maybe people will look at you like, okay, is this guy, is he okay? Uh, but, you know, when I found these um, communities online, I said, you know, this might be the best place to share. And maybe at the same time, I can find um, some understanding uh, of what I was going through and maybe actually see um, if I can connect with other people who've gone through similar experiences. Um, and it's good to get it off your chest as well, to, to, uh, to just let uh, the stories off your chest, you know? Yes. Uh, some of the people we've talked to... Uh they were very happy because they felt that this is the first time I've been I've talked about this to anyone <laughs> because again they're either judged by their parents or I mean they still tell their parents but uh, people who don't believe they tend to judge of course and yeah and they, they especially are you catholic or christian uh christian yeah christian so again uh that bears an on another uh aspect of your life that you feel that it's against something I'm, and i'm happy that we get to talk to some christians here in the philippines who not all of them but we, we've got to talk to some christians who are open to it you you, you mentioned poltergeist I, I i learned something about poltergeist pretty recently did you did you have experiences with the poltergeist yes i did um that was at the same uh final home that i was moving that uh that man moved in uh with us in yeah there i had occurrences in that home there was that one ghost sighting I just uh, um, told you that was my first occurrence. I had shadow people occurrences there. And um, for lack of a better term, I, yeah, I would call it poltergeist activity as well. Now, uh, it, do you want me to just get right into uh, yeah, it? Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just trying to think which occurrence to start with. Okay. I'll, I'll start with one of my most terrifying moments. Um, now, when I was in grade eight, uh, I was in junior high school and 
our school is running a pilot program where they would let students off every Wednesday uh, at noon. Um, and that was something I look forward to every week because, you know, midweek, mid-school week, I get off at, uh, you know, three, four hours earlier and I would go home and I would be the only one at home. My brother was in elementary school, so he was still doing a full day and my, my mom and her boyfriend were still at work. So they would not be home till, you know, 5.30 or so. So I would get home and, uh, you know, make some pasta. It was almost a, it was almost a routine. I would make some pasta. And then after eating, I would go downstairs into my basement where I had um, kind of a small rec room as a kid. We had, you know, a desktop computer. I had a television and Nintendo and uh, a futon down there. Um, just a small space anyways for me and my brother to hang out. So I would often go down there after eating lunch and uh, just play some video games. Now, I always hated going down there. Uh, there was something about that basement that always made me feel uncomfortable. Um, well, first of all, it was very dark. Yeah. <laughs> we had like one window that was covered by shrubs. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, you know, sure. But it was just, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't because of the darkness that made it, um, uh, made me feel uneasy. But I always felt like there was somebody there in the room with me. And I always I would always turn my head into like in the direction I, I felt like there was somebody like in, I don't explain it. Like yes, I would feel yes, that yes. there's somebody in one corner and I, yeah. and I would turn my head, but I would see nothing. Yeah. And, and I would feel like overwhelming feelings of uh, discomfort. And mm -hmm. I would always try to brush them off and just say, you know what? I'm alone. I'm in the basement. It's yeah. probably just natural. Uh, my natural imagination creating scenes for itself. So I just continue playing my game, uh, my games, this one occurrence. Now, at the time, I had a German shepherd named uh, Max, and he would lay down uh, near the rec room. There was right beside the rec room, we had a uh, laundry room that was in within view. Now, at one point while I was playing my game, I heard an object fall. I don't know what it was, but I heard something fall in the, in the laundry room. So I kind of glance over, and I see my dog, the Max, the German shepherd. He's, he's growling at the corner of the room. He's got his ears peeled back. His fur is like raised all along the spine. And mm -hmm. he's like in, in defense mode, you know, mm -hmm. almost like he's ready to attack. attack. But he's, he's not, he's just looking at the wall. There's mm -hmm. nothing there. And the next moment, it, it, it was almost like a 180 degree turn. He went from being defensive to like basically cowarding away. Like his, and then he, he basically <laughs> did a 180 and he sprinted up the stairs and went to another room in the house. And left you. Yeah. <laughs> and I and at that moment, yeah, I felt I started to feel very uneasy because that was very strange of my dog to react that way. But I just tried to think logical sense. He probably heard something that I don't hear, you know, whatever. Now it must have been at that point, five to ten minutes have passed. I continued playing my game. Now, just to paint a little bit of a picture here, when I was sitting on my futon um, and playing my game from the futon, I had a side table to the right side of my futon that we had keep our television remote on. Okay, now this part's gonna sound crazy, but I, this is no word of a lie. This remote controller, this television remote, flipped in the air. And mm -hmm. I know I'm not talking, it didn't slide off the table yeah, and land yeah. beside me. It flipped off the air. I remember seeing it like rotate in the air, like at great speed, yeah. and it landed right beside me, right beside me on the couch. <laughs> at that point, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, fight or flight yes. kicked in my instinct yes. right and yes. obviously i couldn't fight because i couldn't see yeah <laughs> so uh, so the next the next reaction was flight yeah and um i remember getting up so fast 
that I tripped over the uh, the controller wire of yes. the Nintendo and I fell on my stomach, oh, uh, yeah. like flat on my stomach, and it like ripped the entire system out. It got yes. disconnected. Yes, I, yes, and, yes. And I immediately just threw myself back on my feet like you were doing a burpee exercise. Yeah, yes, and yes. and and then and just sprinted upstairs. I think I. I shut my eyes. I just kind of felt my way up the railing and I just refused to open. I just sprinted all the way up. I opened my back, my backyard door and I went into <laughs> the patio and I did okay. not enter the house until uh, one of my parents came home. So I was literally sitting in the backyard for probably like four hours until uh, one of the two, what, my mom's boyfriend or my mom came home. What, what did you tell them? Why, why were you outside? Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. The, I, I remember the mom, my, my mom's boyfriend came home first And he said, what are you doing out here? He had a yeah. very thick French accent. Yeah. He said, what, what are you doing out here? And I said, I said, I, and I, I explained it to him. I said, I told him what happened. He said, yeah. oh, come on. You know, he didn't believe in any of that. He just, yeah. oh, come on, come on, whatever. Oh, your mom would like to hear this story. And then he would kind of mock me and make jokes, right? Um, and I just continued to stay outside. And then maybe 30 minutes later, my mom walked in. I explained it to her and she would just kind of, It's weird. It's almost like she wouldn't absorb what you're saying. What I was telling. Yeah. I mean, and at the time I was like 14 years old. Like yes. I wasn't a kid anymore. Yeah. Um. And I told her exactly what happened. And she, oh, you know, it's just your grandmother, great grandmother, playing jokes on you. She's just. I'm like in my head. I'm like, this is not her. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not her. It's definitely not her. And then I, I, I think it was two for two or three years, or maybe even for the rest of the time I lived in that home, I absolutely refused to go in that basement. I absolutely refused. So after that incident, you never went down again, unless needed. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. The laundry machines were downstairs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if I had to do laundry, like, um, you know, I would maybe give my brother a bit of allowance money or something. You go do it, please. <laughs> I, I don't want to go down there. Or, or you know, I think that as some time passed, uh, maybe a few years, I... I would go down, but only if somebody else would come with me. It didn't mm -hmm. matter who, as long yeah. as somebody else was with yeah. me. Because in a sense, I, I guess it created some sort of false security at the time. Um, but uh, even with people, I still felt overwhelmed. It's just an overwhelming uh, presence, and it was not a comforting one yeah. at all. G given that, I mean, you mentioned your brother sometimes did it for you, but did, did he have experiences also in that house that he told you? I've always asked him. I've always asked him, and he always said he he doesn't remember anything. However, he was there for one of my other experiences uh, when we were slightly younger. So I was probably maybe ten at the time. He was eight. My my parents would regularly hire babysitters because you know they would work late sometimes or they would go out for a night. So this one time, my parent, my mom and her boyfriend, they 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 went out for a night just to go dancing or whatever and uh she she um had a babysitter watch us into the uh, late hours um she was instructed to put us to bed something like 9 p.m 9 30 p.m and uh we were all just in the living room watching tv together and out of nowhere on the one of the living room walls we heard a deep it's almost like if you're running your fingers down the chalkboard yeah scraping very slowly Yeah. And it was just like a long drag from one, one part. And then in, the, in a fraction of a second after one drag was done, on, on like the opposite end of the wall, another long drag. And this wasn't like... In the opposite like end. This, opposite end, okay. Well, same wall, but like yeah. opposite end of that wall. 
so and it would jump from different spots and then mm -hmm. this wasn't the noise like rodents were scratching yes, or something. Yes. like this was a loud like heavy like clawing noise and my babysitter at the time she was so frightened she said what is that she's like have you heard this before i said no i've never heard it down here before i heard it in my room but never down here she said you heard it in your room <laughs> i said yeah but i i don't know what it is yeah and she said do you have mice in the house no we don't have anything like that in the house she said i've never heard anything like that before and then she got really really scared and she opened the side door to yeah. our backyard to go mm -hmm. see if there was something on the outside like scratching yeah but our our backyard was locked by a, a large gate we were in a safe neighborhood nobody would have jumped over and done that and even if they did the walls were so thick they were not they would have not be, been able to produce that noise from the outside of the house because it sounded like it was coming from the inside um so it, she went outside she saw nothing she investigated the yard and she came back in the living room and, and she said okay i'm not putting you guys to bed you're staying here with me because i am <laughs> scared right now yeah and anyways she she explained what happened to to uh, my mom i I can't remember what they said, but anyways, she never returned. She <laughs> refused to come back. At least she yeah. stayed. She stayed to protect yeah. you guys. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I remember her holding us like she was, she was scared. She had my brother on her right, me on her left, and she was holding us. And you could see she was she was absolutely terrified. I want to ask if you have other poltergeists poltergeist experiences because that insight I told you about, which I learned about, I think yesterday, I was listening to another podcast. A trained psychic said, uh, poltergeists are sometimes manifestations from very strong uh, latent psychics. So the first one, the first story, definitely that doesn't fit the bill. That's that's probably an entity. But do you have other? I do. Um, but I'll jump into the other poltergeist activity. So I was in my, I would say, pre-teens, uh, you know, maybe maybe 11, 12 years old. I uh, was probably in grade six at the time, maybe going into grade seven. And um, these occurrences happened after my first sighting of that ghost in my room. And it was, it, and they happened not too long after, you know, I would say within maybe a year, year and a half uh, is, well, I don't want to jump all over the place here, but I, I, there were many, many, many occurrences in that home where I saw like the shadow entities. Going back to the poltergeist, and I'll get into that story later. Uh, going back into the polter, poltergeist style act, uh, activity, uh, there was a period of time where I would go to bed at night, and no word of a lie, my bed would shake and rock left to, left to right, and not like violently, but but enough where it was it was like left right left right left right left right and very gentle but the bed the mattress was old i remember this because uh you could hear the springs like very very faintly squeaking and i remember i was laying absolutely still and i, I remember thinking am i imagining this and then I, I was laying there i could hear i could still feel myself my bed rocking i screamed i remember screaming to because my my mom's boyfriend at the time Every time I brought up an occurrence of a ghost or something, he would mock me and mock me. And then there was a few times where he came into my room and he hid in my closet. And, you know, he would wait in there for 20 minutes and then jump out and scare me. And uh, he, so there's a few occasions where he did stuff like that. So I yelled uh, and uh, whatever. There's no way you guys are known. So I'll just say his his name's Michael. Yeah. So Mike, Mike, I, I said, Mike, stop it. You know, I thought he was at the edge of my bed playing a prank again. Mm -hmm. And I kept screaming, stop it, stop it. 
my mom, I hear my mom running upstairs and said, why are you screaming? I said, well, Mike's shaking my bed and Mike is downstairs with me. There's nobody in your room. I said, he's not hiding in the closet or something. No, look, he op she opens the closet. It's like, we're downstairs. Like what's wrong? And I told her, and I said, just have it a bad dream or whatever. Now, and this, this would continue. This, this, this bed shaking would continue almost nightly for weeks, maybe even months. Wow. And that wasn't the only thing that was happening in my room while the bed was shaking. Sometimes it would swap from one thing to another. So again, the scratching, the deep scratching along mm -hmm. the walls mm -hmm. would happen in my room just above my head by the baseboard or the bed. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that would happen would be um, we had a closet. It was uh, the, the closet in my room. They they slid on a track. It was I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, yeah, just a yeah. closet, the door that slides on a track. But it, yeah, it's, it's kind of wobbly. So like if you were to you can push two fingers against it and it would shake and you can hear the cheap, the cheap metals kind of uh, wobbling. Right. And I remember too, I would hear the, a gentle wobbling of the door, like uh, of the closet door along the track. So it switched from the rocking to the, to the, the track of the met of the closet door shaking to, um, to the scratching on the walls. And those are the three um, main things that I remember. Something else I remember was gentle tugging of my bed sheet as well. I remember that, and I, I remember pull, like pulling, like almost like the bedsheet was being pulled off me, mm -hmm. um, but not like completely being taken on. But I can feel it, like just gently sliding. And I remember keep pulling it up. Okay. And I would fall back asleep, and then I look, and the blanket is lower again, and I, I, I it would feel like somebody was pulling. And again, I would always yell, "Mike, stop it, Mike!" Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and and the same thing, like or you know, they either come upstairs or they come out of their room because they were sleeping. Yeah. We're we're sleeping. And I think, you know, my, I started to terrify, I started to silently um, terrify my mom because, because she would always deflect it, but I could yeah. start to see and feel fear behind her eyes. Yes, yes. And, but she would she'd play the mother role and just, you know, just try to comfort me, say a prayer or whatever. But yeah, that, that, that went on for a very long time uh, it, within those years, yeah. I'm not sure if you do it there in, in Canada, uh, but... Here, if things like that occur in a house, usually uh, Christians and Catholics do it that they they have it blessed. Did you ever try to do that, or it's not something you do? When I was growing up, um, I was we were Roman Catholic, mm -hmm. um, and although my although um, you know we had a level of how do I say faith among us, it, it wasn't we we weren't as strong as a family as the typical uh, religious family. You know, we never we never like went to church or anything like that. You know, we, you know, at times of distress or whatever, we would say a prayer, you know, whatever, but it was, it was, it was very, um, slightly detached. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Yeah. I believe in God or something, but we don't do much to practice or worship as, as people often do. I, I'm not an expert in these things, but from, from the stuff I've listened to and from the guests we've had with regard to that poltergeist, uh, occurrence that that you felt. One of the psychics said, uh, when he was young, uh, a lot of things started to make sense when he was older because he he trained in it. He realized that a lot of the, the a lot of the things that he experienced when he was younger that he felt were spirits were actually his late his latent psychic abilities. So I'm just saying you could be a latent psychic, meaning um, the pulling of the the blanket. I'm, that doesn't make sense. But the shaking of the bed and the moving of the was that the drawer, uh, the 
closet. The closet door on, yeah, the, closet on the track, door. yeah. So that kind of deducing it from your story, that kind of connects that maybe, I'm not sure if it's you or your brother, yet the latent psychic abilities. That could be an explanation for some of these poltergeist experiences. I'm not sure. Again, you would be... Uh, could you explain a little bit more what, okay. you, what you mean about the latent psychic yeah. abilities? I was listening to this podcast of this guy who was a psychic. He was, uh, he was a guest also. He was just telling his story that growing up, these poltergeist experiences occurred to him. Shaking things, uh, pudding forks, moving on their own in the, in the kitchen or clattering on inside the, the drawers. So he said it, it eventually made sense because most of these poltergeist uh, occurrences are because of latent psychic abilities of children. So it's mostly strong psychics, strong psychic children. That they, would, they oh, don't, okay. that, that don't know they have that ability. Oh, that's interesting. So it, okay. it manifests in that sense. Like, wow. uh, it made sense for the shaking bed and the the door. Yeah, I mean the 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 sheet being tugged. I mean that could have very well like I, I misinterpreted that, but um, but at the time it 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 felt uh, as if you know it was being tugged. But yeah, the shaking of the bed, the closet, and and um, and the scratching. Were, were the most frequent uh, um, events that happened. So, I, I mean, I'm not saying that, that it's the same thing, but it could explain. I mean, right. you, you, okay. ha- you obviously have abilities that are not normal for everyone else. I mean, it's, it's special for you. You have get these gifts. So I'm just trying to connect what those things were. You, you think it's, you personally think it, it's a gift or do you think I was being targeted? You know what I mean? Like, I was I, I, was I a... a a person of interest to be targeted or I mean, could it be one or the other, or is it usually people? So, so we could go into the, those shadow uh, entities you mentioned. I'm going to rewind a little bit. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And um, not too long after my parents separated. And at the time we were living on another military base mm-hmm. um, in the province of Ontario. Now um, my father, at, well, on military bases, there's um, they have what's called like military quarters. So mm-hmm. they're like um, just, they're like homes that are uh, there for military families, and they can you can they can rent them out for a much uh, lower rate, uh, just to help out the families that are always constantly moving and uh, etc. So, anyways, um, my parents separated. My dad had to quickly find a, a new place to live, so he just he just took one of these um, military quarters, or uh, I'm just trying to think of a better name, military home. Let's call it yeah. a military home. And I and I remember that. Every second weekend, we, my brother and I would come to this home and we'd spend the weekend with my dad and we'd have a lot of fun. You know, it was always, it was always a fun time there. It never, my dad was a great, is a great guy. He's, he was always creative and, and fun with my brother and I, and we always looked forward to it so much. Cause so there was not any negative energy in that home at yes. all. Yeah. I've never felt anything in there. Now at the time I was probably, I was, let's see, I was in probably grade two or grade three. So what, maybe eight years old, something yeah. like that. I remember my dad, you know, he's, of course, with a separation, sometimes, you know, you have to rec- get new furniture and stuff like that. Yeah. And I remember my dad, he, <laughs> he, he bought a, um, uh, a futon, even though I had a bedroom upstairs. It was my first time I saw this. I said, oh my, oh my goodness, this is a, I thought it was the most amazing thing ever. A couch that turns into a bed. Yeah. This is cool. <laughs> I don't, we never had anything like that yeah, growing yes. up. And I was only like eight or nine. Yes, so. Yes. I, and I and I asked my dad. I said, "Can I sleep on it tonight?" He said, "You 
you just want to sleep here alone tonight? I you have your bed upstairs. I said, no, 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 I, I want to sleep here tonight. And I remember I was at my, uh, it was just a few days away from Christmas because I still remember the Christmas tree right next to the, uh, right next to the futon. We, we were at my father's place for the holidays. That night I went to sleep like any other night. And now, now I'm going to, I'm just going to pause there for a second. The last occurrence that I experienced of a, a paranormal nature was the last, the very first story I told you when I was roughly three or four years old. So uh, time has passed uh, from that, occur- like several years have passed, you know, from, from that house. occurrence in a, and a, a different, different house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I always remembered that occurrence growing up from, from the years between uh, the first occurrence and the next one I'm about to tell you. Yeah. But I never thought too much of it because I was like, I was young. You know, I probably just thought, you know, I probably just uh, imagined something, whatever. But then this night I woke up and I opened my eyes and I looked uh, at the other end of the living room by the staircase. And there again, I saw the exact same figure I saw when I was three years old. Um, it was just a silhouette, opaquely black, not on the wall, standing there by the sta- staircase, not moving, just standing there. And I continued to stare and I and immediately it was like a flood of memories that came yes. back to me and i yes. and i remember thinking to myself oh my god i i, I remember seeing this when i was young like mm-hmm. i am i seeing something right now like is this is this is this real like and i remember i kept i kept staring at it. i said okay i need to know like am i am i going crazy or am i actually seeing something so i just continued to stare like very intently i just stared at it hard and it would disappear and then reappear closer again in just a few milliseconds and it was almost like I don't know how to exp- it's really hard to explain. It was almost like as it disappeared and reappeared, it was almost like it's not smoky, but it was like ah, uh, it, it left trails. It was if it if it left a trail, it would be very 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 short lived. But when it, it would disappear and reappear, no fluid limbs, just disappear and reappear closer and come closer and come closer and come closer until it again stood right by the, the side of the futon where I was sleeping. And at that point, I said, I, I, in my mind, I said, I am not imagining things. And I quickly threw the blanket over my head. And again, as I, w- as I did when I was three or four, you know, just shoved my face under the, uh, under the pills. But this time I didn't have, um, um, I didn't have invading thoughts. Oh, okay. that, you know, I didn't have any of those like uh, invading thoughts, as I mentioned in the first story. So I, I just kept the, the sheets covered and eventually passed out. And that was the end of that occurrence. Were, were you able to discern if, Here's another theory we have. Uh, some some sensitives uh, substantiate this, that uh, depending on your sight, meaning your your ability, your gift to see these things, depending on your the spectrum you see them in, sometimes ghosts to s- sensitive people who haven't developed that sight yet see ghosts as just shadows. It, it isn't clear and we've talked to this girl who can see ghosts as real people i mean she sees them as real people so she she can't wow. discern she can't discern if they're spirits or not again it differs for for sensitives it differs uh the spectrum differs in terms of sight so i'm not sure if you you were able to discern if it was the same shape i mean you you described the limbs of the first instance very vividly but if you could remember well, this one or the or the movement i mean the, the skipping was the same the skipping position oh yeah the, the movement was actually yeah. yeah that's a good way of putting it like a skipping a skipping yeah and um i could not discern if 
there was no face it's just it's just like a an opaquely black silhouette of of a person it's and it's really difficult to even say if there's a gender or not because it's it's so like neutral looking if that make if that's the right word for that (laughs) and um but for some reason i always thought of it as a man i guess uh you know i i maybe because you know at the time i would think if i saw a woman maybe she would have been in a dress or something so i mean it looked the same at the time in my mind it looked exactly like the same thing i saw when i was younger like it was almost like an identical experience but but some sensitives say this also that the first thing that comes to your mind uh because when they see entities sometimes they say it's an it's a female it's a female entity it's a male entity so probably if if that's the first thing that came to your mind i thought it was a man yeah yeah yeah. i mean you probably have your own uh theories as to what these shadow people are i mean mean, i'm kind of skipping i'm sure I'm, i'm kind of skipping some of your stories but we could go back to some of them later but do you have a theory as to what they are um, you know, I my my knowledge on the subject uh, growing up was, uh, you know, was very limited. I I just I, you know the only explanation I had growing up was it's a ghost. That's it. Okay. But you know now that I um now that I'm getting in, involved in publicizing my stories and sharing my experiences with people and connecting with others, I'm starting to see that there's lots of uh, interesting theories out there and a lot of different explanation. It, it's really hard to really just uh, hone in on one yeah. uh, theory because, I mean, at the end of the day, they're just theories, right? Yes, yes, but, that's true. Um, so it, it, it's, I'm not sure what to believe or what, or what to make of it, but, uh, you know, I, I try to keep an open mind and I've read lots of interesting things, but uh, I'm not entirely sure what I was dealing with. Okay. Okay, so so we could go to your other. My last question, of course, would be going towards the UFO. So, <laughs> but you could you could start with your other um, uh, shadow entity experiences if you want. Yeah, sure. So this this will be the um, final shadow people um, experience. So uh, it wasn't just one time. Now this so this is fast forwarding again to the final home I lived in with the emotional emotionally abusive uh, mom's boyfriend Mike. that was in the home. Yeah, Mike, exactly. Yeah. And um there I'm trying to remember the very first occurrence. I there were many times where I was in my room and I would see I would be looking around the room just like any other time when I was younger and I would see the figure, you know, standing in my room, solid, not moving. And I remember it started happening so much. There was nothing crazy that happened. I would just see the figure or I would see it as a or you know, I'll be around the house and I would have a very strong presence like there is somebody there with me like when I was coming home early on those Wednesdays when I was in junior high school Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I could it was so strong I was the only one at home it was so strong it was almost like there was an actual person there I could just feel them and then you know sometimes I would see from the corner of my eye almost that what's the word I'm looking for like a flicker or like a a passing and you you said "I, I swear I swear I just saw something but I did I you know, did I say something? And and but I would still have this extremely, o- extremely overwhelming and uncomfortable feeling, like like there was somebody there with me. And I always, always, always had that in that home. I always felt like there was something, somebody else other than the people that were physically in the home. So there were, yeah, there there were many times where I'd be sitting on the couch with my as a child with my mom and my brother. My mom would catch me staring in the dining room, which was in view from the couch. And she'd say, what, what are you looking at, Jordan? And she would see that I am irritable. 
and she keeps seeing me look over and I said, what are you looking at? I said, I, I saw something just standing right there, right behind those two chairs. Like, and I would explain it like it was like the shadow um, silhouette of a person and it would be there for a second. And then it would, it would not, it would just in the matter of another second, it's not there anymore. And, but I could still feel the heavy presence and you can see that my, it was making my mom really uneasy. Cause at this time of my life and living there for a few years, you know, every you know, I kept coming to my mom saying, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And, you know, at that point, she's she's not really sure what to do as a mom, because she feels like she needs to protect me, but she doesn't understand what's happening. She doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, I'm starting to scare her. Yes. <laughs> so um, now I remember one other time where my brother and I, um, we would get up, well, almost every weekend, we would get up really early in the morning, sometimes five in the morning, six in the morning on mm -hmm. a Saturday morning unusual for probably a typical kid yeah <laughs> who likes to sleep in right yeah but we we loved our video games so much yeah yeah i, I know we the would... feeling i know the feeling <laughs> <laughs> no, we you know we we would we would um we had i remember we had a what, nintendo what did you play we had nintendo 64 a super nintendo playstation one at the time right okay. and um uh, we we played everything and anything honestly we, we as long as it was a two-player game we, uh, we would okay yes, yes sit down and just 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 enjoy our time together but I, I remember that opening that basement door in the morning, my brother would be just trailing behind me and I opened the basement door and you would, and then after opening the door, there would be a light switch um, on the right side of the wall on the staircase heading down. Now I opened the door and the first few steps would light up from the ambient light uh, coming from the hallway. So I could see, you could see very faintly to the bottom of the stairs, but I remember this one occasion, I opened the door and I saw like two of these shadow entities, like, sprinting up the stairs but not in a fluid moment again disappearing reappearing disappearing reappearing but yeah. it was like much faster this time okay and it was like coming up doo -doo 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 -doo, like you. really fast and i slammed the door and i said alex <laughs> don't go down there i said don't go down there i said i saw something please don't go down there i i'm not going down there and he didn't say anything he, he was a pretty quiet kid but i could tell that he was absorbing what i was saying you know and we just ended up going to the to the main family room and uh watch tv instead but yeah the, the, it wasn't that there was any one single crazy experience yes, that yes, happened with yeah. shadow people in that home but it was like frequent very frequent sightings and 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 it was all over the home from the bedroom to the family room to the dining room and but most of the time it was in the basement I'd like to ask. Uh, we have two. We have two uh, sensitive people here right now in, inside our, 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 our Zoom call. Uh, Ice and uh, Sam. How 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 is it for you? I mean, do you have that same experience sensing them? Is that the same thing, uh, Rex? Is that the same for you that sometimes you would just feel there's some someone someone there or there's some entity here by the side even if you don't see them yeah exactly so even when i didn't have a an occurrence like a or a sighting of a, any kind of entity um i would say more times i would feel like an overwhelming presence and I, I don't really know how to explain it um it's just a feeling it's just a feeling i i can't really explain it it's just something you it's kind of like it's just a knowing or a, but mixed with like um I don't know how to explain it. Anyways, they say there's clairsentience. It's like uh, there are different clairs. There's uh, clairvoyance. There's uh, clairaudience. There's clairsentience. There's clairlience. But clairsentience means uh, you're able to feel 
something by by feeling you know where it is something like that so that could be what you're feeling i'm just saying that you're probably gifted <laughs> you're probably a, uh, a psychic a latent psychic from the, from the, from from your stories wow <laughs> yeah the way they, des- they they describe it is sorry if i ramble uh. no 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 everyone has it and just for some people it's stronger it, sometimes it's actually from all the stories we've heard it's sometimes her- hereditary also so i'm not sure if your dad's side or mom's side has st- similar stories. Um, well, my my father he had uh, he does have a few stories. Um, I I wouldn't say he's sensitive to those kind of things, but he did have a story when he was a child uh, where um, he was spending time at a cottage um, with his he had he had like four siblings, so they all they were all at the cottage, and in the room that he was staying in, he had um, visual on a on the living room and there was an there was an old rocking chair in there and he remembers waking up one night and everybody was asleep but the rocking chair he remembers seeing the rocking chair not moving and then all of a sudden starting to rock and he woke up his sister and 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 he said hey hey look at this look at this like this this is it just started moving on its own and she thought he you know he was just making stuff up hey you're pranking me you're pranking me and then and then i think at if I remember the story correctly, it's been a while since my father told it to me. He he said that his, eventually his sister his sister then then witnessed the rocking chair starting to move, and at that point, you know, she was scared. I don't remember too many details, so I'm not I'm just gonna stop there to not you know not fill in anything that's not true. And then the other occurrence was my father was very very close with his mother, and about with within the same year that his mother passed away, he, um. And now there was a, a few things that happened, but I know the key thing that I, I remember from the story was he started smelling like a perfume in the home. And it was the perfume that his uh, mom always weared for years and years and years. And he, his his wife doesn't have that perfume. And he knows the perfume. He knows the name because his, his mom wore it all, all her life. And he could smell it. He said, so strong. He said, I could smell it. And I, he said, he started walking around the house. He's looking for where yeah, the source find, of the yeah, smell. Yeah, yeah. And he said, so strange. He said, I can't explain it. Yeah. And there was something else that was happening that was, I can't remember the details. I'm going to have to inquire again, ask him, okay, to tell me the okay. stories. That, that, that story smell, it's, it's so, it's so common here in the Philippines that <laughs> oh. I'm sure, I'm sure the, the, the other guests here would also confirm it. But most of the they, we call it here. Uh, I mean, you wouldn't know. Param dame, parang parang sorry, sorry. No, no. <laughs> uh, I, I have to translate my thoughts. <laughs> no, no. I, I don't know. So do what you need to do. <laughs> so when 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 loved ones pass away here in the Philippines, we also have that same uh, belief that they would they would find a way to to show you that uh, I'm okay, uh, or they would make them their make their presence felt. I've heard that story also from, I think my parents or some some uncles and aunts that when when our grandmother passed away, they could smell her her perfume, even if it, it if even if it was in their homes, not in the home where the grandma passed away. So it's a very well, common yeah. story here in the Philippines to to have that experience also. Um, yeah, the, his his mother was never living in that home. That was that's another point I I should I uh, wanted to make clear. Um, and also, now here's the thing that I found out after I moved out of that uh, that final home. I, at 18, 18 or 19, I moved out of that home. And that's when everything stopped. Uh, I had no more par- paranormal occurrences. Um, from what I remember, 
uh, from 18 beyond. But he, here's another thing. Now, I started speaking to my mom uh, about my occurrences. I started speaking to her about it about a year or two ago, just saying, hey, remember when this happened? And yes, I went to yes. you about this and that. And then she opened up to me and she said, uh, you know, I always knew something was going on there. And a lot of things happened to me in there as well. But I couldn't <laughs> tell. She said, I couldn't tell you because that was my job as a mom to protect yeah. you. And, yeah. I, I, and if I was scared, too, she said uh, that I wouldn't be doing my job and I would be failing as a parent. That's what she said. Now, the, there, there's one. Ver Unfortunately, I can't tell you this one story because she asked me not to. Yes, um, it's OK. It's OK share it but uh but there was one very very terrifying experience that happened to her and it caused her to sell the home and move out okay after you were gone after i was gone she was home alone uh the boyfriend was on a trip i was out of moved out of the house my brother was moved out of the house something happened to her i, I wish i could tell it but I'm, no, 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 she really doesn't okay. want me to so yeah, no, no. i forgot to mention this i also i i also recorded an evp oh yes yes uh, you, you you mentioned that so what we could do is again we could uh share the link we could share the link of your of your the sound you uploaded it on soundcloud right that's correct yes yeah. so you recorded it in that house i think now when i think back i said that was probably a dumb idea <laughs> <laughs> but um and i don't I, what inspired me to do it at the time, because there was there at, at the time, there were a lot of television shows that were coming on TV and, uh, you know, about the paranormal and the unknown. And uh, one was focusing on a lot of EVP and recordings uh, of that. And I said, huh, I wonder, I said, so many things have happened in this home. I wonder if I would catch anything, if I followed a tutorial and I tried it at home and, um, so I tried it. I followed a tutorial. I downloaded the appropriate software. I had the hardware set up. Um, followed everything step by step. Like um, from it was an expert uh, tutorial. I, I I guess people paranormal investigators that were providing this on their site. Um, now, when I recorded it, uh, what I did, I was the only one in the home at the time. I at that time my my dog was passed away that I mentioned earlier, Max the German Shepherd, and uh, you know every. I was the only one there. I, I I wanted to make sure the environment was appropriate for for my recording. I turned off all electronics. I closed the windows. It, it was dead silent in the home. So I started off the recording by asking a simple question, and I just said, "What is your name?" And at that moment, I silently walk out of the room and I silently walk downstairs. Um, I count to about a minute. I silently come back and I quickly stop the recording. I had a good pair of soundproof headphones on and I, I listened to it and reviewed it, the recording over and over again. And initially I, I didn't hear anything and I thought, okay, maybe I, I didn't capture anything like, uh, but I said, you know, I'll try a few things. They said in the tutorial, they, they had certain instructions like, okay, increase the, uh, I think it was the decibel level so that yeah. uh, faint noises would be a, a bit more audible. Mm -hmm. And then I noticed that at 20, about roughly about 23 seconds through the recording i heard a strange whistling noise and it was almost like a i don't know if you could pick up my my whistle yeah, on the we, I, I could pick it up yeah like it's almost like a it, like a pitch going up and a pitch going down and then right after you hear the you, i heard well this is what i heard i heard the the words or the word jack like it was it was said like jack and then right after you hear like a weird moaning like Ugh. and then and then a few seconds pass by in about the 30 something second range, um, you hear a very faint uh, muttering. Uh, you can't I can't make out the words, um, 
but uh, I still refuse to listen to it to this day because it just gives me the shivers. <laughs> it, it scares me. It really does. I, I don't mind sharing it with people, yeah. but I just I just can't listen to it and yeah. <laughs> anymore. That is. <laughs> so so you've, you kind of invited it to 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 communicate with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did, and, and thankfully I was out of that home a year later. So. <laughs> Sam is saying he wants to listen to it. I'll I'll give him the link. Okay, just don't please please don't put it on on the speaker. <laughs> yeah, I won't put it on here. I wouldn't I won't put it on here. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, my recommendation I would say put a good pair of um, headphones on. Okay, and uh, just a forewarning uh, because the decibel pound, uh, count was increased. Uh, my question is going to sound very loud very in loud, the beginning. Yes. So so keep the volume down when you listen to it initially, so you don't blow your eardrums out. And then once I ask the question, then raise the volume and. Keep an eye for the around the twenty three second mark. Is that that's where I first noticed uh, the whistling, the first, uh, the first yeah, sound, and, okay. and and the word afterwards, yeah. Let's get the professional assessment. <laughs> <laughs> not at all, not at all. But I, I I already started feeling something about the house, so I really want to find out what's happening to the house itself because I don't want anyone in that house to be attacked the way that it attacked your mom. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just listen to it. Okay, Sige. Uh, actually, uh, uh, Sam mentioned something. He felt something. Probably a pretty negative entity in that house, and I don't want to say it, but I I feel that Mike probably attracted it for some for some reason that, i don't know that's what i believe as well yeah how your, your brother didn't open up about anything about experience other things in that house no and i just just that instance with you i ask him every now and then and i say hey did you ever have anything happen you know when we when the topic comes across right and uh he, he always he always denies that he you know and i believe him i believe <laughs> yeah, that he hasn't yeah, had any experiences yeah, but that's true that's true. I, I wouldn't call him um i mean i wouldn't say he's sensitive to those kind of things i don't feel like he because they never had anything happen in any of the homes growing up to him that he can remember. So, oh, you know what? I can tell you one of my mom's earlier experiences, though, if you want okay. me to do that. Yeah, go ahead. So at the very first home, that's the one where I had my first paranormal occurrence. My mom shared the story about w- with me uh, that happened at that home. Now, uh, she had a lot of plants hanging in um, uh, the hanging pots these pots, right. They were, they're not like, they weren't against, uh, they weren't near a counter. They weren't near uh they weren't near any piece of furniture where a rodent or anything can jump into them, right? They were mounted to the ceiling and she, she would, you know, always care for them very well. And also um, it kind of ran in her family to just kind of keep plants in the, in the home and care for them very well. So she would go water them and tend to them. And um, one time she came up to, to the living room and she saw um, the leaves in one of these plants being shuffled around and not just one or two leaves, but um, many of of the leaves in this one plant, like somebody was gently brushing their hand through the leaves. And then it, it went for a bit and she was just watching it. And then it stopped. She went over to check if there was a critter or something in there, nothing inside at all. So I don't know, make what you will with that, but that's, yeah. that's the, her experience there. Actually um, her, her reactions to you when you were telling the story again, we've heard of a couple of stories of from, from guests who tell us these stories of them telling their parents and, uh, what 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 came to me when your mom how your mom reacted sounded like parents who knew that it was possible 
she probably believed you, but she couldn't say again like what she said. It would scare you, and her role as a parent is not is to keep you to to make you feel safe, of course. Oh yeah, no, there's yeah. no doubt. My mom always uh, always believed in that, um, in in like. Uh, paranormal experiences or you know to a certain extent she she didn't deny it because of things that uh she's you know either experienced or family members have but uh but yeah like you said uh, she would always put up, put up that defense to tr- feel like we had that uh, p- that security you know so so in her family there are other stories as well of them seeing things or feeling things um yeah my my gr- my grandfather uh so my mother's um father um he had uh, they uh, weren't go or, or ghost or you know um, experiences with ghosts but he he did have uh, an occurrence and i i wish unfortunately he's not around anymore to share the story and i wish i recorded or writ, written down these stories but he told me of occurrences where one one night he he walked home uh he was with a friend they they, they went their separate ways after seeing a movie at a theater and uh, it was late at night and he was walking back home there was a um there was a, a large forest that he would have to pass by on one side of the street uh, before he, he got to his house. And he told me uh, that one time he saw this big, bright, like blue misty light emerge from the, um, or shining from the forest. And I, I wish I remembered more of the details, but he, I remember him telling me this, this was unlike anything you've ever seen. Like there was nothing that you, that can compare to this. He, he saw something and I can't, I feel so bad for not recording this and not writing it down. But anyways, the bottom line is he did have some, uh, at least two experiences where he believed that he saw a UFO or something along the lines of that. Do you remember part of it, what he said after seeing that light? And did he see figures? Did he see, or was it just the bright light in the forest? I, I, I believe he told me that he saw an object as well, but I don't remember the story well oh, enough yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. But I, what I'm trying to say, I guess, the bottom line is that, that there are experiences um, within my family lines. Yeah. Um, there was another one where um, my great-grandfather... Um, mother's side, you know, still mother's side. Uh, mother's side, again. Yeah. He passed away, and his son which would be my great uncle yes. <laughs> not to confuse it with all the family lineage here yes. <laughs> um, okay. he knew his father was dying in the hospital and he was going to pass away any day there was a moment when he was in his apartment that there was no storm outside happening at all but all the power in his apartment shut off for about 30 seconds or a minute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he said he had this overwhelming feeling at that moment he knew his father passed the power came back on and a minute later the phone rang and he got the news that his father passed Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it could be coincidence, yes, but um, it's it's an interesting makes for an interesting story. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, actually, Sam ha- Sam listened to it already, and Sam, would you want to tell us about it? Alright, so first and foremost, that was a very good morning for me. But yeah, um, <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. So when I was listening to it, um, so yeah, I heard on the twenty ninth. Part uh, 29th second, the jack, and then um, the moan. Yeah, I heard that as well. I heard it was really, really clear. But um, I, it's very soft. But I heard the words I owned. Oh, wow! I owned. Okay. Yeah. So I and the feeling that I have whilst I was listening to it was that. Um, this 
entity or the spirit that has been haunting yeah, yeah. The, 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 the house previously owned the place if not the house itself but the the location the land. yeah the oh. land so i feel like um he's very possessive of what he owns and that i'm sorry to tell you this but what he um what i felt is that since that you're here i owned you as well if that that's what i felt in while i was listening to it wow so you heard pneumonia as well i owned i own i own i own oh i owned i owned okay sorry i thought you heard uh, also pneumonia but you heard i owned and you heard jack those are the two yeah. things you picked up and the moan he heard the moan also oh the moan as well okay yeah. wow yeah okay so I, you know, I wasn't the only one that heard it then. That's, that's good. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yeah. What seems uh, consistent, uh, we, we actually, uh, just to explain, uh, for Sam, Sam, if you want to explain for yourself, it's okay. But sensitives we've talked to, they seem to, uh, there was one sensitive we talked to that he was helping us exercise through Zoom, the, the house of this girl that she felt her, her children were seeing spirits. So, if that would make sense to you, that while you were describing the house and Sam was listening, he could these sometimes the the, the psychic who the exorcist told us images and feelings just come to him in his mind, and he doesn't try to build logic to it. He would just say, "There's a girl by the stairs," and then the girl would say, "Yes, there's a girl. There's a ghost hunting by the stairs also." Wow! So that, that that's how Sam was able to 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 say what he said because again these things come to them in bursts and in images and thoughts and feelings so i'm not sure if you feel that sometimes feel that way also with with what you said that you could empathize with people let's say with that friend you talk to you ask him how he was did words yeah, and yeah. how did how does it come to you it's hard to explain because it feels natural to me um like it, i don't feel like i i have any kind of extra sensory um uh, perception but uh, what i do feel i i do feel people's feelings without them um openly showing any kind of sign and i i do feel like i, I connect with people very deeply on an emotional level i i'm just trying to think of how how i would explain uh, wait, wait. how oh, uh, sam would you be able to help us with that uh because sam i i, I told him about your Nafifil mi regla before. I mean, oh my God! Okay. How does it come to you? Maybe, maybe. Um, to be to be honest, just like just like what Rex is uh, saying is that we don't really know where it's coming from. It is just that, um, specifically when you're emotionally attached to a person, may it be a friend, a, a, a work colleague, or especially family members, you have an initiate um initiate feeling. Um, of what they are going through. Um, uh, it's just that the more that you are connected to them and the more that you know the person, you already know what, like for example, the PMSing, I, it's just that I know that the stress levels are higher, um, the pain in the, um, how do you call area. that? The, the groin area is unbearable. So I already like I feel like okay this person has that but not the other one because the other one is giving me other feelings rather than the PMS. So it, it, it does it does depend on your emotional connection is that to the a same person. For you? Right. And 
Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, definitely with family members and friends, I can, I feel like I can read them extremely well. And that might, that might just be me recognizing um, patterns in them. But here's the thing I noticed a lot when growing up is people that I've never met or people that just walk past me. I, I was, I, I remember feeling it much stronger growing up. I could just look at them and just know if they were bad news or good news or what kind of person they were. Um, I, I can't really explain. It's not like I knew their life or their life story, I, but I can feel emotionally what kind of person they were. Um, when and, you say when you say bad news, do you do you see images of them doing anything, or it's no, just no, gut I don't feeling. see any images. Just, yeah, just gut feeling. Yeah, it's just a gut feeling. I I I do feel that I have a very very strong um, sense of intuition, and I've always felt that way my entire life. Uh, and and thankfully because of that, it it probably helped. Uh, helped me out in a lot of ex in a lot of different scenarios to prevent myself from uh, get getting myself in a danger or or something like that. You know, I, I've always felt a very strong sense of intuition, but it's just something that uh, absolutely feels natural to me. I, I can't really explain it in words because it just feels like part of, part of who I am and how who I've always been. Um, but when I explain it to people, I say, "Hey, do you ever feel this way or that way?" They look at me puzzled, and I say. Wait, you don't feel this like and that's where i start to wonder like am i just making this up in my head that i think i i know what i feel but the thing is like i i sometimes can resonate with people really well in my workplace and i can feel if they're going through something i can even if even if i don't know them that well i can feel if they're going through some something in their life or something's bothering them um it's just something i it's just almost like a, a knowing it's just like yes. it's a feeling yes. I, I think that I I believe that um, since that you have been how do you call it, in contact with the paranormal while you were a kid, it just gave give your intuition a bigger boost, boost yes. than what the other people are doing. Like I'm pretty sure, regardless of if they say that they don't believe in the paranormal or anything, I'm pretty sure that their intuition you know, um, had guided them as well, but they don't, how do you call it? They don't look at it as a paranormal thing, but yes. more on just a plain intuition and gut feel. But that actually is um, your psychic um, ability, ability kicking in. Yeah. yeah. So it appears actually from all the sensitive we've also talked to and Sam included, intuition really plays into it. You just feel that, oh, it's just gut feel. But for some people like you, it's, it's more, I mean, for us, it's like, uh, I feel like something is bad with this person. But for you, it's it's a more palpable uh, experience, of course. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I was saying that uh, when I'm with, when I spend time with people that are too emotionally draining, mm -hmm. it, it impacts me a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, I need to step away from those people. Um if like they're if they're um, going through something, yeah, going through trauma or 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 uh, you know some sort of uh, mental health issue, it it becomes very very overwhelming for me. Yeah, sometimes I can isolate myself from people that are um, heavily going through some. Um, I I definitely do distant distance myself from people that are heavily going through something that uh, something in their life, and if they keep. Um, venting it to me yeah <laughs> i mean I, I mean i guess i could it could be emotionally draining for anybody but i feel like it like really fatigues me uh a lot but i mean are, are you guys saying that you think that i'm more sensitive to these kind of things or you think this is just a, a normal oh, no no um, well for me asam would you want to um yeah i think that you 
are sensitive, um, you are more on like the, how do you call that? I, I heard you say it again. Empathic. Yeah. Um, um, Empathic. Clairsentient. Clairsentience. Clairsentience. Uh, yeah. So, which okay. means, that, yeah, which means that you just are more, because right now, that's what I am right now. Um, I am, because before I was a full-blown. Yes. <laughs> um, clear everything. I'm clear he, everything. He could see, he could smell, he could. Uh, wow. He could see spirits. He could see um, elementals. I could literally talk everything. to them. He could talk to them. Yeah. yeah, verbally and stuff like that. Wow, and and these just these um, abilities they just eventually subsided or um, uh, due to stress and anxiety. Um, while I was I started working in a busy kind of workplace, so I kind of put that aside. And then I had to literally, because I had an, a very bad experience as well with one of our um, reading. And um, I think that my my subconscious literally said, okay, slow down, you ho. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> slow down. Yeah. Slow down, because this might actually kill you. But slowly, I lost almost I, I lost everything for like I was telling the the whole group the last time is that I never had for almost 10 years I never I didn't dream at all like for almost 10 years I haven't had an, a dream it has only been recently that I started dreaming again and started feeling again and started to practice again and feeling oh yeah feeling all yeah the yeah so now I started to feel again I, I'm starting to see things as well so that's really good I think what you are right now is clairsentient um, and as well an empath, which actually, I don't know if um, Nick already made mention this a while ago, but I actually, when I was um, being an empath, I, I kind of got that um, working on for me for while I was working because I was like, oh, my manager is going to give me a bigger bonus. I know what to say <laughs> to, <laughs> he was to... able to leverage uh things yes 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 that's exactly that's a great point sorry i don't mean to interrupt but <laughs> yeah. uh, but does that make sense to you that does that make sense to you that you yes. can actually leverage the feeling of okay i know what to say to my manager so yes he can give me a bigger <laughs> bonus right yes that's absolutely it that is a great way to explain it that is a feeling that i have with people i feel like i can i can sense who they are and i i can i can feel how i need to talk to them in a certain tone in in the words that i use to connect with them to be able to open up with that person i feel like if i if i approach them this way it's not going to work but i know which way to approach every single person it's just something i know yes yeah, so that's 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 one thing that you and i have in common but yeah so i think that I think that the only thing that that put, hinders you is that your logic side is not allowing you to, to continually or fully embrace your 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 abilities. Okay, I I think part of I think a part of it too is um, maybe my previous fear is I feel like may, maybe uh, my like all the events that happened in a sense maybe my mind is trying to like purposely shut uh, part of it off. If that makes sense. Um, I kind of feel like uh, in the back of my mind, it's, 
I feel like if I really, really wanted to bring upon certain experiences or be as sensitive as I was before, I feel like in my mind, I could, I can allow that, but I feel part of me is too scared to do that. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's so funny. It, yeah. It, actually, it's so funny because I actually have, um, and this is something that um, I could share as well, because I actually, yesterday while we were, I was basking in the city, I was in the city basking in the blood moon. I was talking to, I was, there was this guy who was sitting right next to me. I don't know the person. And then he just opened up to me and said that, um, we started talking about supernatural, which is of course clearly, um, but he said that I only feel them, but I don't see them. So for me to feel, so for example, if the, the, his, his story is that if I, if my friend who has a third eye as well can see it, I have to literally turn my back from where he's looking at so I can feel because his feelings starts at the back of this neck. So that's the only time that he feels it. So I feel like you are something like that. You you don't literally see anything, but you started you start feeling things, and that's when you know you 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 understand or you realize okay, there's an entity here or something. Actually, it's it's uh it's good that you brought that up because I remembered another story my mom uh passed on to me. Uh, if if you guys still have time. Yeah, we we're, we like like we like I said we we, go, we can go for three plus hours. <laughs> <laughs> since I, no, since I, I'm here, since yes, I'm here, since yes. here yeah. yes. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really having a good time here. I'm enjoying this. So thanks, guys. <laughs> um, so this is not me remembering this, right? Because I'm 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 a baby. <laughs> but my my mom, uh, she told me the story uh, about how my uncle he bought a um, I try to remember the name when you have it above the crib, and uh, mobile. It can, it can, yes, the yes, mobile, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, here you are helping me with my English, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I couldn't say it in yes. French, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she, my uncle, he, he bought um one of those mobiles, uh, mobile, uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, Anyways, mobile. okay, mobile, yeah. mobiles, yeah. Um, and uh, it, I think they were. I, I don't know what it was anyways. It was just mobile, and it was above my crib, and my mom said that one when. when uh, the moment that she brought that into the house, she had a bad feeling about it, but she didn't want to be rude to my uncle. So she just hung it above my crib. So she said, as soon as I hung that thing, she said, you started acting strange. And she said that you would, your eyes would wander all over the place. Like I was following something, like I was looking at something and, and trailing and she would wave her hands in my face and it would not even phase me. It, it, she, I just kept looking and looking and looking and it started to scare her. And as soon as she removed it and got rid of it, I, I stopped. And another thing too is um, when I was also uh, a baby, toddler, whatever, my my mother, she went to, we, she, me and my mother, we went to, spent a lot of time at my grandmother's place. And one thing that my mom and my grandmother always said was, I, I was always staring off into space, always. She said, every time you were sitting at your high table or you were somewhere, she said, you would just zone out and you would just look. And she said, I don't know what you were looking at. You were just looking in the sky and just wa looking around at at everything. She's like, I, I, you were so distracted. You're so like, she's like, I could, could bang a pot or wave my hands in front of you and you, you would not even, it would not even phase you. So uh, maybe that's an early sign of something. I don't yes, know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> actually, the 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 mobile the mobile, 
uh, we we've interviewed this. Um, she, she she's not sensitive, but she's a interior designer, and she would tell us that sometimes I'm not sure if that mobile was brand new or if it was a secondhand mobile. I think it was secondhand. Yeah. Okay. So so secondhand objects uh, they retain uh, sometimes spirits or people are attached to it. So if 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 it came from someone who passed away or if it came from uh, I'm not sure if he just bought it secondhand but again things can retain spirits things can retain entities yeah the mobile retained a memory of a woman uh, who lost her baby you were able to pick that up right now yeah wow yeah Ooh, I, got shiver, a... I got shivers. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's what I felt. That's what I felt. So, yeah, there. So, there. So, it's more interactive here. <laughs> you tell a story and that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, the thing I enjoy. The most. That common, that, that happens to us a lot of time. But, yeah, that's what I felt. But mostly, like, like I think what that's what um, Nick was saying that um, a lot of secondhand items um, re- actually they don't really attach they don't really attach themselves or the spirits doesn't really attach themselves to 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 uh, to, uh, to the object but more so um, more often than not it, they are just memories so that's probably the reason why um, you were not looking at the mobile itself, but more so out the the person at the back of the mobile. And this woman, I felt like she's confused as well because clearly you're using her mobile, but why are you not? When yeah, when you were in the kitchen, um, you were not looking to your look, looking at your mom, but you were looking at her actually. Because she's as well as confused as you. She was like, okay, if you're my baby, then why is this other woman feeding you? Oh, wow. Okay. So that woman passed away already, Sam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, but just the woman, not the baby. Just the woman? Passed away? The, the woman already passed away, yeah. This was a long time ago. I feel like she she was wearing like... Oh, wait, hold on. Um, a really little freely dressed it has lace on it it was er, um hold on um eight, 90 i'm sorry not 90s uh, 70s kind of dress like it has pleats on it on her sleeves she has freely um laces on her sleeve as well that's what i'm picking up i don't know i mean that's possible i was born in 89 so 1989 so 70s i feel that the woman was 70s i mean if it's secondhand that that it can you're, you're saying you're saying she was in her 70s or 1970s that you and that... 1970s okay so if it was secondhand i guess that's very like the 1989 from the 70s it's, it's not it's not impossible right Mm-mm. yeah you know, it's to... not, it's not. or you could ask your uncle where he if he's if he's still here you could ask him he's still alive yeah, yeah i should you can ask I him should, how you yeah. got it just to verify, just to check. Again, what we learned, uh, Sam is, would also attest to this, is uh, even though, yes, we believe in these things, you, st- you should still... I, I I don't want to question, of course. I ask people to come in and tell their stories. But for you, you can still verify. You can still check. I mean, you can still be a skeptic about some stuff, even if you experience these things. So 
it's good that they, you check verify first also. Yeah. Um. You know what? I I, I think I'm far from a skeptic. Uh, okay. <laughs> I I really am. I you know I don't have explanations for a lot of the things yeah. that happened, but I do believe that they happened, and um it, and they were so so impactful to me that you know they were essentially burned in my memory, and for me to remember a lot of the details, I figure that. It, you know, sometimes it's sometimes uh, these days I think to myself, did I really did that really? Because yeah. so many years have passed. <laughs> yes, did yes, that really yes. happened. Yes. But but I'm like, why do I remember all of these events with such great detail? And um, so obviously at the time it was very very impactful to me. It's weird because it, the thing is like, and this is another thing about the the empath is um, just talking to you guys. I can I can I can feel that you're good people. You know what I mean? I can feel. I don't feel. Um, I don't feel uh, un uneasy speaking to you. I I feel very comfortable, even though we've never spoken before. But you know. Um, but through chat, I mean, were can... you able to surmise that or not? I didn't really focus on it. Just be careful. Just be careful. Yeah. And also for those shadow people, uh, uh, supposedly from uh, Maria, who we talked to who was a light worker she said that if you have that powerful ability and if the if that evil those evil entities or extraterrestrials know that you have that they will target you they she's been targeted because she's active she's been active about it why 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 do people get targeted uh because you're you part of her intention is to disseminate the information it's a bit harder to digest but I'm not sure. Did you feel anything the today? Uh, yesterday, May twenty six. Uh, sorry, yesterday. Did yesterday. I feel anything different? Yes, yes. Uh, I was, I, I was tired just because I didn't sleep well. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but that was mainly because okay. the dogs uh, woke me up. <laughs> Again, this is a deep dive. This, this will, this will segue into your other stories about UFOs. But from from what Maria told us is at the start of this year, we noted we the exorcist actually told us that. There are uh, so if you could explain it as frequencies. So spirits are on a different frequency. We are on a different frequency. Light beings or uh, higher entities are on a different frequency. And for some reason this year, the frequencies are mixing. Yeah, the exorcist couldn't explain that. I'm not sure if you experienced it also this year that you were seeing more things or experiencing more things. No, I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't had an experience. Uh, any no anything notable or or. Um, uh... I, I don't have anything since I left that home that I can remember. The, the only thing that's really stuck with me is my, my intuition and uh, um, emotional connections to, to, to people. That would, that would be the only thing that I can think of. Um, now, um, you know, since we're kind of on the topic, there's something else I didn't mention in the chat that uh, I, I feel like maybe we can just debunk or find out, you know, what I was dealing with at this time. Okay. Um, now, when I was in my uh, teenage years, um, my young teens, I joined the, I don't know if you have it in the Philippines, uh, air cadets. So uh, it's like, it's like, uh, in your, in your teenage years, you can join, like, it's like, um, it's not the military, but it's, uh, it's for teenagers and it's for them to get exposure to, you know, for example, as air cadets, it's like, it's kind of like the air force, but you know, you may learn about, uh, you wear a uniform, um you don't you don't go out you know firing a gun or anything like that but uh they they you do drill and they teach you about airplanes and then you, you know what i'm talking do you know what yeah. i'm talking we, about we, we have that in school it's called uh rotc so oh okay it's not focused on air air force or navy but uh 
you have the basic training. You have your do it drills. Yeah, similar to what you were saying. So, oh, exactly. Yeah. So in Canada, we have one for Army, uh, Navy, and Air mm, Force. So okay. between the age of 12 and 18, you can join. Okay. You don't have to go it's into the forced, military after. It's not forced no, it's just, for everyone. Okay. It's supposed to be um it's it's voluntary. It's supposed mm, to be okay. a mixture of discipline and fun. Yes. Um anyways, I, I remember one time uh and this is in the middle of me experiencing a lot of different things at my home. Um I was I was uh standing at attention in my in my section and of course you're not supposed to move at all. You're you, if you're familiar with that, you you probably yes, did some yes. drill. Yeah. Yeah, you just <laughs> you stand at attention and just you're stand not there, supposed yeah. to in the heat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And but this time we were doing drill inside like a, a gymnasium. Uh because it was the winter time and it gets pretty cold here in winter yeah. in Canada. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh and I, I remember and I didn't I was just standing at attention for a long period of time and the only thing I can do is move my eyes, right? You can't move your head yeah. or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. And I remember watching people like march march around the, the gymnasium and then out of nowhere. It may sound weird to you, but out of nowhere, um, I swear that I could all of a sudden just see um, auras around people, uh, but I wasn't seeing color. I was just seeing like a transparent, um, almost a transparent soft lining around people um, as they were moving. And it was kind of like it was following the people. Now, I don't know if it was just a trick of the eye or if I was actually seeing something uh, legitimate. Um, I, I like to believe that, you know, I was seeing like some form form of aura, but I always hear people saying they see them in colors. So that's that's what kind of makes me think. Okay, um, is it just a trick of an eye? Uh, and that wasn't the only occurrence. There were a few other times where I, you know, I would be talking to somebody, and then I see this like transparent lining around their body. You know, maybe maybe just a few inches separated by their body, and that lining would follow. But it's and I feel like I could I could probably still do it if I concentrate. Um, but again, I from fear and stuff that I've developed in the in the past from my experiences, I think I just I purposely hold off. So I don't I don't know what your thoughts are on that. The girl we talked to, uh, Jamie, she's uh, in in Amsterdam. Uh, she has that same thing, but hers is probably stronger. She could see colors. She could she knows what the person is feeling. So it it really emanates. So probably. For you, the way I see it is you haven't fully opened that window, that that your third eye, they say it's a third eye, and you're just seeing traces of it, meaning you haven't opened the full spectrum. So you're seeing, and again, you, you said that you purposefully disregard it, right? Um, well, I mean, nowadays, yes. Back then as a teenager, I, 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 I was more confused, but excited, kind of like, kind of like, wow, I'm you know, I read about this, but am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Like, it was just, I, I, I didn't by any mean feel um, scared by it, but I was just like, um, I, I remember feeling a, it was a, mix, a mixture of surprise and like disbelief that like, wow, like, what am I seeing right now? Like, am I just tired or, or and the, but the thing is it wasn't only like that one time on the gymnasium floor it, it started to happen a few other times um through my teenage years as yeah. well so there's so, no color um, just 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 like a lining around the person yeah it would be just a transparent but it, yeah it would be absolutely transparent but for some reason it's like 
I can see, even though the lining is transparent, I can still see a very soft line following the, the entire contouring, the entire contour of the body. Yeah, so it would just be like a transparent, transparent lining around the body and very soft edges. Um, but yeah, I, I never, I don't ever recall seeing any color. So as of recently, you haven't, you haven't had that again. Uh, no, and J- just that time, just time there. No, I, I haven't had that experience that I recall um, anywhere past the time I left my home. Um, but I also recall that um, after that first occurrence, that if I were try- to try and concentrate, not not like not like concentrate, like I'm forcing blood pressure yes, into my yes, head, but yes. um, like just meditate. focus. Yeah, focus on it. Oh, yeah, meditation or focus. Um, and sometimes if I feel like it, I, I can I can trigger that. I can trigger an, uh, something to 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 see that. But I feel like part of my mind is blocking a lot of that stuff out of um, out of just fear. Like what Sam mentioned, your logic. You're trying to you're trying to uh, to put logic into things that cannot be explained yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's I think that's your um uh, your your I think that that is your how do you call it your empath, coping mechanism. Your empath oh. kicking in. Um, oh, okay, what, okay. What, what I think that you are looking at is not uh, is because being an empath, um, you get to as well read people's aura. So I think that that's that's just kicking in. That's the reason. I think that the more that you are surrounded by these people, it just get in. And that's when you started seeing outlines. So if it was further developed, it it would have eventually become aura reading for you if that would have been, you know, if, if it was developed. And it was during a time in my teenage years where um, I I had the most occurrences in my life, unexplained occurrences. And and frightening events and and then I, it was also at a time where you know i tried to do research and understand what i was going through um so it was on my mind a lot um so maybe you know i i had a i had a level of interest so i feel like my mind was more open then um but i think as like things started to get more frightening as more frightening things like like the the poltergeist stuff, I think uh, eventually I, I I tried to phase it out as much as possible just so I can get through my days and just live my life. If that makes sense. Would you Would you like to segue to the you mentioned? I think you mentioned the UFO. Was this in the Air Force? No, no, okay, it wasn't. In, it wasn't in the Air Force. No. Go ahead. Um. So, I, I this is this is one of my weirdest stories, and I even even in in the right communities, I still feel. I, I feel here. weird saying it. Same here. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, it just, it's hard for me to tell the story to anybody because it, it just feels really, really strange to say it. But anyways, I'll go ahead. Um, so in, uh, when I was living on a military base uh, in Ontario and I was roughly in grade one or two, um, I woke up one day uh, in, in, in my bedroom in that house and we we're living in a military house and this is just before my parents uh, separated probably a year before and I woke up uh, at some point in the night and I don't I don't know why it could have been for any reason but uh, I remember seeing a very very bright light shining through my window but I had a forest in my backyard it was a, it was a backyard and then forest right after I remember going up to the window I was just being curious what's what's causing all that light so I went up to the window and I looked outside and I remember seeing like two or three 
I can't remember the exact number, two or three, like, I don't even know what you would call it, humanoids. Uh, they weren't human, though. They were not human. And whatever it was, and, but, and, and as I was looking, one of them turned their head and stared right at me in the window. And I, I almost fell down on my butt on the floor. And I, at that time, I was almost trembling in fear. I, and I managed to get just enough strength to crawl into bed, but I, I didn't have the strength to, to scream because I was so scared. Um, and I woke up in the morning and I told my parents uh, what I saw, but, and I told them they, it wasn't, it wasn't people like I, at the time, you know, I just, I don't know what I said, but I know what I saw was, was, was very, very um, strange. But um, anyways, my, you know, my parents were thinking at the time, oh, there's, there's uh, teenagers uh, getting up to no good in our backyard. Like we, we should maybe install a, a camera or something, which they never did. But um, that, yeah, that's one of the stories I feel most um, uncomfortable telling just because of the strangeness of it. Um, like, do I want to say aliens, you know, or extraterrestrials? It, it sounds crazy to say, I, it kind of feels weird to say. And I think that's part of me scared to be uh, judged or have prejudice but um so that that was one story and the second one was um roughly 2005 or 2006 my dad was remarried got remarried to another woman she they had a very simple ceremony at home sorry sorry um, to interrupt no problem can i find out where that was again the 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 first experience where in where in canada sorry oh okay in canada it's a military base called oh military uh, base okay yeah, do you want the name of the base? It, is it okay to say that? Oh yeah, yeah, it's a it's a public base. Yeah, anybody okay. can find it. Yeah, it's called uh, Canadian Forces Base Borden. Okay. Yeah, it's about an. Uh, if you're familiar with the city of Toronto, um, it's about I think it's I believe it's south of Toronto by maybe an hour or so. I, I think so. I have to check the map again, but I think that's yeah. So going to the second story and fast forwarding fast forwarding many years. Uh, at this point, I was. Uh, probably 17 or 18 i would say roughly around 17 it was the year 2005 or 2006 uh in the current town that i'm living in right now in quebec the province of quebec so my dad he got remarried to another woman uh, they had a simple ceremony at home and then um my parents of course uh they're obviously you know divorced and but my mom was living in the same town uh at this point and uh, same with my father they were just a short uh, 10 minute drive away in that evening be, but before the sun set it was the summertime. My dad was driving me home back to my mom's house after, you know, they had their ceremony and, you know, food and all that good stuff. And my dad, he's, you know, he's, he had 20, 26 years of experience in the military. He's been deployed. He's, he's a very logical guy. He's, 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 you know, he's very well-spoken and intelligent and he doesn't make a big fuss about a lot of things. He's, he's, he's pretty humble. Uh, but my dad is driving and then he, he just bursts into like, like this moment of like excitement and like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it's amazement. And he says, look, look, look. And we're on the highway and he pulls off on the shoulder of the highway. And he like, I've never seen him got, get out of his car so fast. And he's get out, get out, get out. We get out of the car and I'm looking up in the sky and there's two um, UFOs in the sky and they are, they're flying in different directions like really fast like left right up down and they're swirling around and then they disappeared for a second and reappeared and flying like they were so fast and so erratic it, it, there's no way there was no way that it was uh, a, an airplane of any sort and my dad like 
he was stunned because he spent a lot of time in the military. He knows what he saw was not anything he's ever seen um, it, it being in the military, right? And even me, I knew what I was looking at, you know, was not something I've ever seen. And I, I remember a, a feeling of like, um, it was a mixture of like fear, excitement, and 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 like questioning like the universe like yeah it was just like what's this <laughs> like am i seeing like i remember thinking to myself am i seeing what i think i'm seeing yes, right now this yes. is freaking ufo this yeah. is a ufo and and it was it, anyways I, I would think we watched them for about 10 seconds or so and then they just both at the same time vanished boom and that's it and we weren't the only ones there were other people pulling off on the shoulder of the highway as well uh watching this it, it was a big public highway so uh, and the sun hasn't set yet, so there was still quite amount of uh, quite a few people um, uh, traveling on that Sorry. road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. D- were you able to discern the shape, or they were too far away for that? Um, yeah, yeah. I would say it's like the the very uh, typical uh, sighting that you would see. It, 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 they they were discs, but they were very bright, um, and and um, but they were too far too too far to really make detail uh, clear detail, and they were they were moving so fast that. Um, honestly, I, I can give you a better description on how they moved than how they looked. Um, and how they moved was very, um, like nothing I've seen on this earth before. Um, there, I, there's no way that I could have mistaken it for anything else. There's nothing I can compare it to. I, even in my time, I, I'm in the military as well. I've never seen anything move in the sky like that before. They're saying they could, sh- they could stop midway and shift direction immediately. I'm, I'm not on sure the dime. Yeah. On, yeah, yeah. It was it was it would like stop on a dime and then like shift in the other direction at like very fast speeds and then just from one 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 angle and then just swing to the other side and they're i i mean i don't know what they were doing in the sky it just looked like they're zipping all around but um yeah that that was my that was that was my story and my experience uh first time seeing anything like that in the sky and was uh really amazing and i actually looked up in the archives online to see if there were um uh previous sightings uh, in this region and it seems to be quite a few yeah I also see seen in uh, Toronto and Quebec a lot of you uh, know, and actually I'm not sure if you saw it. Uh, the Pentagon yesterday released some footage from the Navy. Oh, really? New footage? Of, uh, y- yeah, of them seeing a, a UFO. I mean, they're they're uh, th- that's the weird thing right now that they're very open about it. It's like they're slowly making people. Uh, accept that there are UFOs. Why are why are they slowly releasing these these uh, videos and uh, these data? Because the Pentagon, I think, recently released some information about UFOs. I have to verify yeah. this, but yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. I've been reading a little bit about this as well, and uh, I think that I, I don't know the exact details, but they they are basically. Um, they forced to uh, release unclassified reports for the certain amount of decades of uh, anything um, uh, UFO or extraterrestrial uh, related related to that. And um, and on top of that, um, I don't know if you heard on uh, there's a channel on YouTube. It's I have to get the name again, but they're they're calling the videos like citizens hearing something something UFO. And uh, every, I think once a week, every week now they have. Um, people getting together on this board and just discussing um uh like experts like i'm talking to like big big wig experts you know people that held positions uh uh like a former defense minister in canada uh paul hillier and then there's uh there's um you know people up there with phds and like very very like um uh, recognizable figures that you know uh, 
hold very professional careers and they're going up there and saying these, uh, well, in my opinion, like very, very eye-opening stuff and presenting all this data and, and, you know, just trying to, uh, well, I haven't seen them all yet, so I, I can't really, they're each one's about 90 minutes long or so, but, um, it's very interesting. If you have a chance, maybe I can send you the playlist and yeah. Okay. We took up so much of your time. <laughs> oh, it's my thank pleasure. You. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Hey, I've, I've learned a lot, uh, uh from you guys today. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I was here, st- st- you know, telling my stories, but I ended up learning a lot from you guys too. And, uh, it's opening. Uh, and I think, I think the reason behind that is, this is the first time I have openly spoken with, uh, anybody who has any kind of level of knowledge in this field. So uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of both exciting and eye-opening, but, uh, uh mysterious at the same time. <laughs> so thank you. Thank yeah, you. Thank so, you very thank you much. So much. Uh, yeah. Thank you for, for taking the time. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care, everybody. Thanks Rex for adjusting to our requested time and also for sharing your unique experiences with us. I guess until we get to see that same shadow creature he encountered, we will never know what kind of entity that was. As most of you know, I have this obsession of classifying the different entities that inhabit the invisible world. And the behavior of this shadow creature doesn't seem to connect with any of the entities we've heard before. Have you encountered a shadow creature that moves the same way as Rex described? If you'd care to share it with us, email it to us at paranormalsph at gmail.com. Maybe we can try to understand what this entity was. If you want to continue the discussion, head over to our Discord server, link down below. You can share your shadow creature experiences there and uh, let's try to overanalyze it. October 30 is fast approaching. Are you ready to join us in our live episode? We have a few giveaways. Bisita naman kayo. So I hope you listen up on some old episodes kasi yung trivia namin will be based on uh, some stories from, from way back. So parang just to ch- check if talaga bang uh, alam niyo yung mga kwento namin. But again, uh, please join us. Shout out to uh, Kalpot TV and Ivan Reyes, yung mga masipag mag-present sa YouTube. So hello, sana kung nakikinig kayo, uh, alam namin nandiyan kayo. Thank you sa panonood at sa pagkakomment. The Paranormal Podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions. If you have the time, please again rate and review our show on whatever podcast platform you follow. Thank you everyone for listening. We appreciate the time you set aside to listening to the podcast. Thank you and stay safe. <laughs>